Hello. Hey, Dad. What's going on, man? Just hanging out. Hey, are you planning on doing any Black Friday shopping this year? If I have to. <laughs> okay. Well, Jess is wanting something unique for Christmas. So I was thinking that you and I could sneak off to Braxton County and check out some of their stores. I went to braxtonwv.org and checked it out already. They have the Everything Fiesta store for the, the West Virginia made dishware. They have the Flatwood Center Mall. They have uh, Sisters Antiques, the Bear Heaven Gift Shop. Flatwoods? As in Flatwoods Monster? Yeah. Yeah, we can go to the Flatwoods Monster Museum, too. Or we can say we're going Black Friday shopping and go looking for that Flatwoods Monster. Oh, my gosh. You always get me into some kind of adventure. Uh, first, just go to BraxtonWV.org and check out their shops for me. If we have time, we can go monster hunting again. Let's see. BraxtonWV.org. Got it. Wait. People see Bigfoot there, too. Oh, my gosh. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. How do you like that intro? Huh? Hey, I guess you heard it. Braxton County commercials are back on this month. Um, I had a lot of fun doing those commercials last year, and Andrew from the Flatwoods Monster Museum reached out to me and asked me if I could put them back on, and I'm more than happy to do so. Uh, not only am I am I plugging Braxton County there, I put my my time and money where my mouth is, and Dad and I took off up there uh, back in April. And we spent a few days camping on the Elk River in Braxton County. And it's absolutely beautiful. It's a wonderful experience. There's tons of stuff to do. Uh, you can check out the Flatwoods Monster Museum. Go check out all the, the Braxy chairs they got out there. There's tons of shopping to do. It's just a blast. So you're going to be hearing those commercials on each episode all month long. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Uh, if you go into the Braxton County Museum, you know, the, the Flatwoods Monster Museum, Andrew has it playing pretty much on a loop. So you'll be able to hear us, you know, spoofing the whole time up there. 
but no joke, it's a lot of fun up there. So go check out Braxton County, okay? Uh, this episode, as you guys know, I had a lot of stuff going on. I was out of episodes completely. I reached out on social media. A buddy of mine, Les O'Dell, he helped share it and uh, get me some more people. So at this point, I have interviews lined up all all month long that I'll be I'll be sitting down and talking to people. Um, right now, as it stands in just the last few days, I am booked all the way through like mid January. So if you want to get on the waiting list, if you have a story you want to share, holler at me. I'll get you on the show. Uh, I appreciate all the love and support. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Les, for reaching out and helping me out here. Uh, got great, great content coming up. I, I know everybody's got a story to share, and this is proof of it. Um, this episode, I actually had this stuff recorded back last summer. I, I sat down with friends and family. You know, over, over time, we sit out by the fire pit have a couple of drinks or a cup of coffee or whatever, and we just talk. And whenever we get into the spooky stuff, they let me record it. And so I'm sharing some of my friends and family's experiences. Um, it's good. It's good. Some of it's really scary. Some of it's kind of heartbreaking. But it's it's all great content. You're going you're gonna to enjoy this show. Uh, my wife makes a little cameo. Her best friend's on here. Uh, some of our other friends pop on uh, for the beginning of it. Just sit back, relax, enjoy the show. If there's any other announcements to be made, uh, yes, yes, there are. Um, this weekend, there is the Wild and Weird Con in Logan, West Virginia at the Chief Logan uh, Lodge. So go check that out. The convention center up there, the conference center. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Guest speakers. They're doing demonstrations. They're going to go over Bigfoot stuff, ghost hunting stuff. It's it's a great show. I hope you guys come to that. Uh, I'm not going to keep you on here forever. We'll go ahead and get into the show. Thank you guys for listening. I love you all. Please get on YouTube and subscribe. I have uh, over 350 followers so far on, on YouTube. I'm trying to get that up to 1,000, guys. All right. Thank you very much. So I lived up Burdenville, up at my mom and dad's house, on that, in that trailer. And but it actually it didn't start there. It started just, so I went to church, and I was in the youth group. And it was me, and I can't think of her name, but this other girl I went to the youth group with. And we was both seeing, like, little orbs going around, like, just out of the corner of our eyes. Or, like, shadow figures, too. And I was seeing a white one, and she was seeing a black one. And this went on for a couple months before we had said anything to anybody or each other. But, uh, I would just be, I'd be at, <coughs> I'd be at my house, I'd be at my memos, I'd be just walking around the stores. And I would see this this white orb just go past me, and I would turn to look, and it wouldn't be there. Mm. And it, like it didn't do anything, but I was like, why why am I seeing this? Right. So then I had went to her, and I was like, listen, so this is going on. And then she's like, that is so crazy because the same amount of time 
she had been seeing a black one doing the same thing. And then we went to our youth minister, and she uh, she didn't tell us, she didn't know what was going on. Right. She was like, I don't know what it is. She goes, it hasn't hurt you guys, so I don't think it's demonic. But since it's scaring you, we'll get you prayed for. And then she got us both prayed for, and we stopped seeing things for, I did, at least for a couple months. Yeah. And then it just quit for her. But <clears throat> I found out that she was doing some kind of, like, pagan witchcraft stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what, I think she, like, brought something yeah. in doing that. Because she, it turned more, like, it started out with just pagan stuff. And then it turned into witchcraft, and then it got scary. Yeah. But I stopped seeing stuff for a couple months. And then I remember this when it started again. It was late at night, and I was in my room, and I heard something in my closet. And then I'm a big chicken anyways, so I was like, there's no way I'm getting up and going to look into my closet. Right. But I kept hearing, like, it wasn't like voices or nothing. I was just hearing like a tapping sound in the closet. So I got up, turned my lights on, and I opened like every door in my bedroom. Like my, I had a little bathroom in my room. Opened that door. Opened the closet doors. There was nothing. And then, probably like a week later, some, I started seeing the little black figure again. Mm. And then, this. I can't remember, like, the order of how yeah. the things happened because it was a while ago. But then I would be home alone a lot because my mom and my stepdad ran a little business. <clears throat> and I started hearing, it was only when I was alone, I would hear the scraping, like, in the hallway. Okay, so my room was in the corner of the house, and then it was the living room, and then the kitchen. And right outside my door, like right, we had a fireplace, and I would hear from that corner to my bedroom door, it was as if like chains were scraping across the living room floor. Shit. And I would hear my name being called, and I would just hear voices all the time. I freaking run. I wanted to run. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I was too scared, so I stayed in my room. Yeah. (laughs) And then... We had a little fireplace that was faulty, and it would just turn on. And, like, there's there's nothing that can turn it on. It's right. not nothing automatic. It's something you have to plug in and turn on. Yeah. So that went on for a while. I didn't say nothing about it because I was like, oh, they're going to think I'm crazy. If I'm like, oh, look, guys, I'm hearing this stuff. Right. So then this goes on for a while. And like then how long? couple weeks a month it started in my sleep I noticed I'd wake up and I'd have scratches down my arms down my back down my like my belly my legs just everywhere I'd have scratches down my body I'm like okay I don't know how I can do this to myself right and you would think like you would feel it and you'd wake up if something was scratching you yeah and it got like when it started scratching me I was like mom there, there's something going on. I said, I don't know how I can possibly scratch myself from the top of my back down the bottom of it. And there were some points, this only happened a couple times, 
I would wake up in the middle of the night and just see my body laying there. That's like death. That's and like I was, I could feel like I was freezing cold, and I could see, <clears throat> like everything was dark around me, but I knew where I was. I knew I was in my room, and <clears throat> I could see like it was just like shadows were moving like around my body, and I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't wake up and do anything. Were you above your body, looking down at it? That's I was what, in front of it, just looking at myself from the pit of my bed. That's people would die. Say. It's like an out of body experience. Like it was terrifying. Yeah. And when I would wake up, I'd be crying, like waking up crying, like like what the hell is going on? Yeah. And uh, it was those nights, so like the scratches, they would be everywhere. How many scratches? Like, like how many it, fingers it was, wide was it? Like th- three. Yeah. It was That's three, like down everywhere, and it it was terrifying. Yeah. I didn't know what to do, so eventually I told mom about the dreams, and uh. We had a pastor at the time that came in, and he blessed the house. <clears throat> and then, once he blessed the house, no, no, this was before that. So going back to the girl and the witchcraft and yeah. all that, she had gave me this prom stuff. It was a dress and a pair of boots, and cat scared me. No, I'm sorry. He, for some reason, he started asking me about her, because he knew about the, like, the little orbs we both were seeing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't remember how that conversation went, but then I told him, oh, she gave me this stuff, and he made me get rid of that stuff, like, I don't, he took it, I don't know, I guess he burned it or something, which I was like, okay, why is he bringing her up after so many months later? Right. Which didn't make no sense to me, but I guess maybe if it was hers and she was doing something with witchcraft, maybe it could have brought something in. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he knew something you didn't know. He could yeah. have, like, probably. Yeah. And he blessed the whole house, like he had the oils and everything, and anointed it, and it, it stopped for me for a, a good year. Yeah. And then... uh <laughs> I don't remember where I was. No, I was home. I was at Verdenville. And just out of the blue. Like, nothing had happened. I hadn't heard any noises. hadn't seen anything. I remember turn. I don't know what room I was in, but I turned around. And I remember seeing a little girl. Mm. Like, that. that is the scariest thing. That is, like, it just gave me chills thinking about yeah. it. And she didn't, she didn't do anything. It felt like forever that I was looking at her when it was probably just a couple seconds. Yeah. And then she just disappeared. As if I didn't, like, see anything. It's like, oh, you're just crazy. And then the dream started again. And I started having nightmares of me coming from Mamaw's house up here, uh, riding down the street on a bicycle, and then seeing this little girl, and then seeing my family die, and it was just me, some boy, and my little sister left. And I remember seeing her, my little, my, seeing my little sister, running up the road. And because th- there was a fire, that's what it was. This little girl was killing 
my family. Oh my god. And there was a fire behind the trailer blocking the road off and the hill off so you couldn't go that way. I remember seeing my little sister running up the street and then this little girl that I had seen mm-hmm. just pops up in my dream, snatches my sister, and then it, I, I wake up. And this was a reoccurring dream. It happened, this dream, almost every night for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's weird. <clears throat> Did it all just go away? I went and got, I went to the church. Yeah. And I was like, listen, I do not know what's going on. I don't know if I've done something. I was like, you need to pray for me. You need to do something. <laughs> because I was scared. I was like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, for sure. I was like, I can't keep seeing this <laughs> stuff. I can't sleep at night anymore. And then it stopped from there. Wow. And nothing had happened since. Well, from everything I've heard and looked up and stuff, they say that when you have scratches of three, that's demonic. You know, like the, the three has symbolism to it. Like, it's a mockery of the Holy Trinity, you know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Oh, well, that makes sense. And that little girl wasn't a girl. It was something trying to make you not afraid to see it. You yeah, know, because that, I would just see it vividly, and then the dreams. Yeah, that it wasn't really a girl. It was something dark. And I thank God you went to the church and got got cleaned up. You know, like it was. It was that's the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. That would scare anybody. So like I, I'm scared of the dark now. Yeah. Like I can't go out places by myself at night time. I'm like somebody has to come with me. I gotta have a flashlight. Yeah. And then the only like other thing that has happened, like this ain't related to that story. Right. Got up at Mamaw's house. Me and her were sitting in the living room. The dogs were with us, and we heard a banging in the back bedroom. So, our upstairs at Mamaw's house is the living room, and then there's this long hallway, and there's bedrooms. And we heard a big bang in that back bedroom. And then when we looked up and looked down the hallway, we'd be like, what was that? Four, three or four pictures just simultaneously fall off the wall. Mm. Now, is this in the same place? No, this is my mamaw's house up here. Okay. And we always, like, joked around, like, oh, your house is haunted because stuff would just disappear all the time. Right. Like, joke around, like, oh, you have a ghost up here taking stuff. And then that happens. Yeah. So that wow. was like, oh, my God. That's freaky. So, I don't, I don't do ghosts. I was, <laughs> I was so scared. I've had scared. enough of them. I was so scared when we went to freaking Dermot, man. To where? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That place was, that whole place was weird, man. That place is something else. I yeah. went to that uh, asylum, Trans-Allegheny. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yep. And I was with a, a group of people. And they was like, oh, this is nothing. And then I'm walking through it, and I'm like, I'm freezing. And, like, I'm feeling, like, sad. Yep. And I'm like, why, why am I sad right now? And I remember walking. There was this one spot, and I think it might have been where they showered or something like that. And you walk in there, and in the back of that place, there was this little cubby hole. And they was like, crawl in there and take a picture. And as soon as I crawled in there, 
like it was like an overwhelming feeling of just wanting to die. Yeah, yeah. There's no way I would win anything. <laughs> On, uh, I, I got out really fast. I couldn't even get a picture. Mm. And they was like, "This ain't even scary. This is nothing." I'm like, "Listen, guys, there there's something that ain't right here." Yeah. Well, you can probably feel that stuff. I feel st- I feel like when I'm around people, I know like. If they're like sad or something, yes. I don't know. I just like have that feeling. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel people's feelings. Yeah, for sure. Me too. I can, and I can I'll take it to heart. Yep. That's why. Well, it, it affects it'll me. It'll affect. Yeah. It, it sounds goofy, but I can't even watch like. They like to watch Law and Order, that Special Victims Unit stuff. I can't watch that because it <laughs> it messes with me. I can't be around it. I can't watch people. Fight. I can't watch. Dude, if I watch somebody do a good deed, I'm like fucking crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I sympathize so much in like movies and yeah, like books. I get like attached to them too. I do too. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I want to take just a minute to tell you guys about SquatchSurvivalGear.com. If you're into camping, bushcraft, survival, prepping, or just looking for an everyday carry, SquatchSurvivalGear.com has everything you need. They have the gear to help you survive the worst day of your life. You know, it's just to help you be ready. Uh, For me, I have the Rock Ape Pack. It's one of the backpacks that they offer. It's a good-sized bag. You know, it, I, I took it out on my last trip for a, for a four-day camp, and everything I needed fit in there. Um, they have things that go from that size down to, like, a sling bag. They have a bigger bag, you know, like the Grassman or the Yowie. Uh, if you haven't noticed, they have cool names, too. You know, they're named after, you know, these cryptids, the Minahuni. Uh, they, 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 they got it all. But the gear itself is 100% made in America, Every component is made in America. Um, the guy that's designing them and making them here, his name is Chris. He's been on my show a couple times, but he's a uh, he's a veteran, and he went with the gear that he used while in military service, and 
reconfigured it to to be even better and made it available you know, to the civilian sector. Top of the line gear, absolutely bomb proof. I love it. Best stuff I've ever had in my life. You know, I've I've had Camelbacks, I've had LL Bean, I've had uh, some some really high end stuff, but this Squatch Survival gear, it just it steals the show. Uh, it's fantastic gear. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. You can use promo code Bump Ten and save ten percent on anything on the entire site. So. When I was in grade school, one of my friends lived down at Chapmanville, and she wanted to have a slumber party. Her name was Wendy Cottle, and her and her mom had moved into this house that used to be a one room, like a, a schoolhouse. So we were getting ready. I was the first person there. Mom and Dad had to go somewhere or something, so I showed up early. She was like, "Look, can you help me clean up?" so that we can have this slumber party up in the attic level of this house. I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. We get up there, and there's like a real small little desk and some chairs that are overturned and a bunch of books in the bookshelf. And she was like, hey, you know, this used to be an old schoolhouse. These are the books that were here when we first moved in. Like, there were stacks of them sitting in the floor and just on the table and just a little bit everywhere. She's like, I, I would like to clean this room up and us sleep in this room. I was like, okay, let's do it. So we took all the books off the shelf, dusted everything, put it all back on the shelves, took the table, like uprighted everything, put the chairs under it, moved it to a corner, did all of that. And her mom came up and inspected and said, okay, yes, now you can have this party up here. So we went downstairs shut the door to it, kind of did some other things like made some food and drinks and that kind of stuff and baking cupcakes and it's time for people to start showing up. The first girl comes and she's got her sleeping bag and Wendy was like, let's go upstairs. We'll put it up here in the room that we're going to sleep in. We get back upstairs, open that door and it's like nothing that we had done before was done. Like, the desk was in the middle. It wasn't wasn't in the corner where we put it anymore. It was in the middle of the room. There was, like, a film of dust on everything. What? Like, it went back to the way that it was, minus the books being stacked in the floor. The books stayed in the bookshelf. But, like, the table had moved. We were the only ones in the house besides her mom. And her mom had been in the kitchen with us. So, it wasn't like there was somebody else that could have went up there and like tried to scare us or something and you can't put dust back you can't put dust back unless you like shake out i guess like a vacuum cleaner bag or something you know yeah. what i mean but it was hardwood floors so we didn't use a vacuum so it, like nowhere else in the house had carpet that i would even think that they would even own a vacuum right. you know what i mean so it was dusty, it didn't look like we had swept or done anything, and her mom came upstairs and she was like, I just don't understand. She's like, maybe there was just so much dust when you all wiped it off the first time, it didn't, like, settled back down it on. settled back down on it or something. Yeah. But I just thought that was weird and kind of creepy, and I refused to sleep in that room because I thought, <laughs> that's just a little odd for my, ta for, for me, I'm going to sleep someplace 
that I didn't just work my rear end off cleaning it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the table was back in the middle of the room. Yeah, that's that's the weird part. Well, for me, the dust is the weird part. Yeah, that's but, weird. But the t- because somebody could pick the table up. You know, somebody could have... But nobody was there. Right. But, you know, in your mind, <laughs> yeah. you can rationalize a piece of furniture being moved because it's furniture. And it was not heavy. It wasn't something that it would have took two or three people to move. You know what I mean? Right. I thought, well, the dog could have... Because she had a big golden retriever dog. I thought, you know, the dog could have hit it and moved it or whatever. You know, like I was trying to rationalize in my, I guess for my own self, because we were in the sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't, I was still a little afraid of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the dust, I couldn't rationalize in my mind. Now, Wendy's mom was the opposite. She, the table moved, freaked her out. Yeah. But the dust, she explained it as, well, you know, you all stirred up a bunch of dust. It was probably floating around in the air, and it's falling back down. But, I mean, we used buckets and buckets of water. Like, you know, you wipe an area, and your bucket would be so nasty, and then you'd go dump it in the toilet and flush it and get more yeah. stuff. But it was freaky and creepy. And so I wonder if there was any history. Yeah, did they have anything? Was, did something ever happen there like, long I, ago? I have no idea. But I just thought it was weird because I thought somebody don't want these books messed with or something. Right. Don't want us up here. That is kind of And strange. then I would not sleep. <laughs> and of course, soon we report neighborhood kids to get left. So I was, I had just gotten off orientation when I worked in the ICU. And the lady that oriented me was sitting there with me. And I had gotten a patient who was just a simple pacemaker, like, but they keep pacemaker, they kept pacemaker patients in the unit for 24 hours and then sent them home. That was kind of standard protocol at that point in time. So, everything's going good and I go in and I check on her and she says, honey, can you call my husband and let me talk to him for a minute because I'm not going to be here tomorrow. And I said, ma'am, you know, you're going to go home tomorrow. You should go home. It's, you know, that's the plan for you to go home tomorrow. She said, no, I'm not going to be in this world tomorrow. Jesus is coming for me. I'm not going to be in this world tomorrow. And I said, Ma'am, you just had a pacemaker put in. Your vital signs look good. You know, all your labs look good. I was like, are you sure it's not just some of the anesthesia maybe playing tricks on you? She's like, no, I'm I'm going to meet Jesus. So I called her husband for her and let her talk to her husband. And then I called the surgeon that did her surgery. I'm like, look, you know, her labs are fine. Everything looks good you know, monitor our EKG looks fine, nothing's wrong with her pacemaker, but she says she's going to meet Jesus tonight. I was like, and they told us in nursing school when somebody says they're going to die, that you need to take that seriously. Yeah. He was like, she is just the anesthesia, don't worry about it, she's okay. If anything happens to change with her throughout the night, call me 
So we're sitting there. We turn out all the lights because this is 10, 11 o'clock ish. We turn out all the lights, you know, start charting, sitting there. And all of a sudden, I just start getting cold. Man, it got cold in here awfully fast. So I look to my mentor and I'm like, hey, do you think it's cold in here? And she's like, I was wondering, did you mess with the thermostat? And I was like, um, no. She said, well, I don't know what's going on. So she went over and we checked the thermostat. Like we popped in all the rooms and the room still felt warm and everybody was asleep. So we went back out, sat back down at the desk. Next thing I know, I'm sitting there charting, and my, the monitors are here. I'm here with my computer, and she's here with her computer. Like, I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. And it's like this gray just kind of is moving through the unit and stops at the door of the lady that told me she was going to meet Jesus. Two minutes later, her monitor flatlines completely. We're up, rushing, going in there. We've got somebody else calling the doctor. And this woman dies. The only, t the only way she has a beat is from her pacemaker. Her pacemaker is still completely functional, still working, still doing everything it's supposed to do. They have to come in and magnetize it to get it to stop. But as soon as we're done, we code her, get everything taken care of. It walks back by and goes out the door. And I look over, like, I think that I'm crazy. And I don't want to say, did you see the gray floaty thing that went in there and came back out? Right. But she looks over at me and she says, I, I need to tell you something. I was like, okay. She's like, I've seen something. I'm like, the gray floaty thing? And she's like, God, I thought, she said, I thought I was crazy. I did not want to say anything because she's like, that was the angel of death, wasn't it? I was like, I think so. So we sat there the rest of the night just kind of freaked out because all of this has happened. And this doctor is like, it, if it's her time to go, it's her time to go. There wouldn't have been nothing that I could have done. Her pacemaker was functional, you know, what else you going to do? like I don't know but that was creepy that because was. for somebody to look at you and say I'm going to see Jesus tonight that's not something you want to hear when you're at work yeah. that was the angel of death that was the angel of death yeah. that walked by us and it was really freaky she already knew she knew like she was ready for it she already it. had a visit lots of people say that you know that there are people who can feel it you know they can feel it like within days they can almost tell you you know I know what day I'll have two days left well you know I helped gone. her call her husband and like she told him and he seemed like, like not dismissive of it. Like not he, was, he wasn't dismissive of it. No, he was just like, well, you know, when the Lord's ready to call you home, He will. That was his his response. And I don't know if he was being flippant about it, but he didn't seem like it didn't. He wasn't upset. He wasn't upset. He was just kind of like, you know, God all God has a plan for all of us, and when it's our time to go, it's our time to go. I just want you to know I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow if yeah. if you get to come home. And it was kind of, that was the end of it. Wow. 
Jess told me a story before about the angel of death, and that sounds That's how it happened. a lot like it. That was my experience with the angel of death at the nursing home. It was gray, though, just like that. But yeah, I didn't see it go in the room because we were, you know, you know how that can be. It was me and two aides, and I was doing med pass, the first med pass. Why are you whispering now that it's recording? <laughs> I'm not I was doing that, you know, finishing the first med pass, and you know how we turn the lights down. It's like every other light. Yeah. And the room, um, the day lounge light yeah. was on. So I was standing in front of the nurse's station, and I had just come off of, I was getting ready to go down the, the block. Mm-hmm. And they, it was, I don't know, I'm, I'm wanting to think it was like 2.30 in the morning or so. I was finishing up. I had just a few rooms left. And I was looking down at the chart, and I saw something go in front of me. And it was a shadow. I, I called it a shadow. A full-grown person-sized shadow. And I thought somebody was up. You know, somebody was out of bed. So I walked around, and I looked in the day lounge. I walked down the back hall. I looked, thinking that somebody, a walker, was around just... Nobody, nobody moving, no sounds being made. And my aides were in the nurse's station, sitting in the nurse's station. That, we were the only three people there. And Wendy was one of them. And she said, what's wrong with you? And I said, I saw somebody. And she said, nobody's up. I said, I saw somebody walk through here. I said, somebody's up. And she said, there's nobody. And we she checked. So I was fin- I finished. And I think it was probably about a half an hour later, she came, Wendy came, and she said, I won't say the person's name, but this patient is gone, lost, you know, she's passed away. She didn't say it in those those certain words, Wendy has a way about her, but I jumped to attention, you know, I went to find out what was up, and I went in that room, and it was the most... It was the scariest person that I ever seen. It was. It looked violent. I have never seen anything like that before, and I probably won't see it again. She was sitting up in the bed. This patient was uh, nonverbal. She didn't talk, and ever. And she laid. You know, she laid back. She and in her bed. And usually we had her at like a 30 degree or whatever that is, 45 degree angle. But she was sitting up in the bed. obviously dead. Eyes wide open. Mouth wide open. There was vomit, projectile vomit on the walls, all over the bed. When I, they had pulled the curtain and they had moved her roommate out before I got back there. And when I walked in there, I, you know, I've seen a lot of dead people. I wasn't afraid. I just, and I just jerked the curtain back and I stumbled. It scared me, the sight of her. And I stumbled back and fell onto the bed. And I said, why didn't you warn me? And Wendy said, I don't. I didn't know what to say about it. So we, you know, we positioned her back in bed, obviously. And, and then I went back, and you know, after I got all my work to do with this done, you know, we called family, we cleaned her up, had them come. But it when it was just us, of course, I went out to smoke, and Wendy came out, and I said, I saw the angel of death. I know that's what it was. That's what I saw half an hour before that happened. They he, he came for her, and. You know, Wendy kind of blew me off initially, and I said, Wendy, you know I, 
I said, you asked me what I saw or what, what I was doing. I said, I thought I saw a person. I said, but it wasn't. It was just a shadow. I saw it out of the, you know, out of like my periphery. And, but I know that's what it was now. I mean, because I, you know, somebody obviously had died right after. There's no other explanation. I don't know why she died the way she did. Yeah. But I've never seen anything like that before. We had to clean the walls and everything. There's a, there's a story. Now I, I didn't see this, but there's a story that my um, mentor at the hospital told me about a hospital door. There was a cancer patient that they had on the fifth floor for for a long time, or I'm not even 100% sure that it was a cancer patient, but it was somebody that they had up there forever. And it looked like ingrained into the wood of the door, there was like a figure. And, you know, everybody everybody went up to look at it and to see it and all that stuff. You know, after somebody points something like that out, yeah. like, you know, you want to look, look at it. You want to see it. Like when somebody says there's the Jesus tree or whatever, you, yeah. you, you're curious and you want to see it. So they said they all went up and looked at it and that kind of stuff. And and I don't even remember if they said it was an angel. They said it was something, um, something spiritual related. And after that that lady died, you couldn't see it on the the wood grain anymore. Wow. Well, what would cause that? And maybe it was something that was protecting her until. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they said that she was like waiting around before she died on like a granddaughter or something that was out of state to get there. Yeah. Something like that. And I wish I knew the full story on that one, but that's just the the little bit that I remember. Because, you know, it's been a long time. (laughs) Let's not date myself, but (laughs) a long time since I've worked there, heard the story, but... I knew you had more stories. Well, it's easy, you know, when you work in the health field to... Everybody You're around story. death, and when death is happening, that's, I mean, you're never closer to the... Yeah. To the veil, or whatever they call it, than when someone's passing away. That's what I was telling your mom last night. Everybody's got a story. When she said she didn't, and I said that to her, she'd come up with two or three things that happened. Your dad saw angels. It's like... Everybody's got a, got something that's happened. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to the bumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to thebumppodcast.com. Click the holler at me button and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right. Again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.